Well, let the weekend begin. It's Friday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's time for Ask the Preacher. Your weekly opportunity to have your Bible questions answered. And it's brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church in North Lakeland. Ask the Preacher with John Freed. Well, welcome back this week to Ask the Preacher. Glad to have you today. It is Friday, March the 18th, and uh, I tell you what, things are looking good all around the world. It's exciting. Yes, it is. <laughs> Some people are thinking, what in the world what is the he, talking, is he about? talking about? What, what, what world is he living in? Uh, things, aren't, things aren't looking good. Well, we'll talk about how good it really is. Uh, looking in, in just a few minutes. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank, Thank you, for, you, sir. Hello, Lakeland. How you doing out there, folks? Good to be with you. Yeah, thanks for joining me in the studio today. And um, uh, there's a lot happening in, happening in the world. Always special things to talk about. Um, I was speaking with a friend of ours in China early this morning. You know, they're 12, 13 hours different than us. So it's night, getting ready for bed over there, waking up from bed over yeah. here. Uh, but it was a it was a good good discussion for a little bit, and uh, you know it's it's tough over there right now. The squeeze is on. I can imagine. Uh, you know, I find it interesting how the the media we have left a lot of the discussion, a lot of the fear tactic of one issue, coronavirus, and uh, we have uh, I say we the the media, uh, mm-hmm. the global players, the one that are, that try to control the minds, uh, and which really, if we boiled it down to the root. We would say Satan, um, yes. the, his effort to control the minds and thoughts of, of people, uh, has now moved into the realms of uh, financial things. Um, now, that's uh, being affected right now by a war or a conflict or uh, the, the issues going on between Ukraine and, and Russia. Um, you can pick sides there. You can you can decide whatever you want. The reality is, it's uh, it's, it's happening. It's happening, and it's causing issues all over the world. Um, you know, gas prices being high, food prices going up, um, and and all of these things are are happening. And it can be scary. It can be very scary to people. Um, but so in my in my conversation with our friend that that lives over there in in China, and he was saying, uh, you know. It's uh, it's pretty tough over here, and and uh, just just cheering him up, you know, encouraging him in the Lord, uh, his family encouraging them in the Lord. But um, I found it interesting. We don't hear a lot of talk about China in the same manner as we heard just a, a year or two years ago. You know, everything's related around this conflict, and the American people, most American people, uh, seem to be interested in the pocketbook. Yeah. What's happening in the pocketbook? Well, it hits them directly at home, right? It becomes I mean, personal. It becomes personal. It hits their house. And and one thing you said earlier is it switched from COVID. It's funny how this, you know, November's coming up. This COVID thing just seems to go away right on time, doesn't it? Anyways, yeah. Yeah. Um, the wow, COVID it's thing. it's amazing. COVID's health, disappeared. And then it switches to finance. But uh, we'll find out here later in, in the show through Scripture that there's one motivator behind uh, whether it be uh, health issues, financial issues, whatever it is, there's one big root of it, and it's all based in fear. Fear, yep. Yep. And he can get you to move and just twist. He being Satan. He being Satan will will make you, uh, they can say who makes you, but actually you make your own decision based out of fear. But praise God that he's not given us a spirit of fear, but of peace and love and a sound mind. 
Yeah, some translate King James says power and love, which would be strength related to strength, yeah. power and love and in a sound mind, and and that's uh, that's really as as believers. And if I may say uh, my suggestion to anyone, even if they're not a believer in in Jesus, if you can keep your mind off of the troubles, then your your thoughts will be higher than that. Now we'll also talk about some issues. That doesn't mean you have your head in the sand. Now, if you, if you listen to our radio program or this radio station, uh, if you listen to our preaching at the, at the church, our conversation and our instruction at the church, uh, we do not have our head in the sand uh, as far as what's going on in the world. Yeah, um, actually quite the opposite. We try to have a megaphone to our mouth. when <laughs> yeah, we talk about the issues. Um, you know, some people say, well, churches shouldn't get involved with political things. Well, I, I beg to differ uh, very wholeheartedly. Educate yourself. Differ. Look at look at history and and see and, and look up a thing called the Black Robe Regiment. You know, it wasn't it wasn't citizens more or less that that you know stood up in arms. It was the preachers that were saying, "Hey, this tyrannical government is encroaching on our God given rights." You know, the the government didn't give us our rights. They but, they they made. So all of these issues of the world, uh, we definitely should be discussing them. From from the pulpits and, yes. and in the pews and in our classes at at church things like that. If if you, uh, uh, Mister Listener, Miss Listener, if you are engaged in a uh, involved in a church that doesn't deal uh, with right now issues, if they only deal with history, um, according to Scripture, then you're you're missing you're missing where things touch the ground right now. You're missing how to apply the scriptures in present-day reality. You're missing how to take the stories, the real-life stories of how God moved on behalf of his children, how God moved for Abraham, how God moved for Isaac, how God moved for Jacob, how God moved uh, for Joshua, how how God moved, uh, well, I, I should have said Moses first, and how God moved for Joshua, how, how God moved... Uh, all throughout for for Elijah and Elisha Joseph. and and Joseph and and all of these people throughout the world how uh, throughout history how how God moved for the new covenant children for the New Testament children yeah. the, the 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 first early church in Jerusalem how God moved on their behalf and He's still moving today and so we are here today to give you Scripture. And faith comes by hearing the Word of God. And so as we speak about some of these scriptures that talk about the hand of God moving— yes, faith come to you. Faith will come to you, and you will, you will trust God or put your trust in God uh, for Him to see you through these days in which we live. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. listening to Ask the Preacher. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a little more than two minutes, so don't go anywhere. If you'd like to call in, you can. The number is 863-682-1430. One more time, 863-682-1430. But right now, let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher. Brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church on North Socrum Loop Road in North Lakeland. Here's John. Welcome back to Ask the Preacher, and uh, we're talking about current events and what's going on in the world, but we're really talking about you. Um, listen, something that, that uh, we have said for years and years and years around our church, but something that we have just emphasized much lately is setting your faith 
setting your confession, that means taking your belief system and your speech system, what you say concerning yourself, putting those things in line with the Word of God, and and then you have to live like you believe it, you know, so you walk it out. But concerning your, your finances, um, I, I guess I'll, I'll just put it this way, been, been just reminding the people of God's goodness, it doesn't matter what happens with gas prices. They, can, they can go up to be $12 a gallon. My God is able to supply all my needs. So if gas becomes $12 a gallon, then I don't know how he, he does it. I don't have to question how he does it. That's now, right. Sometimes I like to know because I just get curious. But isn't know? that the essence of faith? Well, it, it pretty much is. Where I don't question the necessarily uh, – well, here's the, here's the thing. I don't question that he will. I might say, well, how are you going to do it? But I'm not questioning his ability to do it. Or and I'm his not, willingness to do it. And, and I'm not questioning his character. I might be curious as to how because I'm, I'm intrigued. Just like a kid would say, well, Dad, how are we going to do that? You know. So it's not that we're doubting him. It's just saying I'd like to watch this happen in the process and see God just do marvelous things. So we've been saying to the congregation, um, refuse to allow your mind to begin to, to think in terms of lack. Be- don't begin to think in terms of I'm not going to have enough. I might not have enough money uh, to buy gas. I might not have enough uh, money to buy groceries. Or what if there's not enough food on the shelves or whatever? You have to refuse to begin yes. to go down the yes. road of thinking lack and un, um, in, uh, insufficiency and, and not enough. You have to absolutely refuse. Yeah, it's like a wild that. Mustang. You know, if you if you if you get on that Mustang and you haven't broken him. He will take you wherever he wants to go. Well, the thing that we have to keep in control is ourself. Yes. We're not trying to control the devil. We know where he's going to go, and we're certainly not trying to control God. The person who we have to control is ourself. So we bridle our tongue, and we keep our mind stayed on him. We think of things that are lovely, just, honest, yes. of good report, of things that are of virtue and things that are, that are of praise. And we, we watch our mouth. We watch yeah. what, what we say. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back and talking more about this. Uh, we have a caller joining us on the on the call, and so uh, we'll see where this goes. Uh, hello, Mr. James. How are you today, sir? Uh, doing fine. And just like that, Dr. Fauci is a missing person like on a milk carton. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be throwing away that milk carton if I, if I get it. <laughs> my, my question <laughs> – I had to throw that one in. Sorry. Um, uh, my question basically is pertaining to history. Um, here I am looking at why is it that we, as Americans, continue to repeat history. Yeah. And that, that phrase, history repeats itself. I mean, for example, in the scriptures, when you have, was it Nebuchadnezzar that was struck with uh, being mad and he, yeah, went, he went out in the crazy field for and... like years, and then God restored him to his majesty? Yeah. What happened to the next chapter? As, as right the history back. repeated itself. He went right back to doing something which it just didn't make sense. Why do we repeat ourselves as the question for you? Well, you know, I don't know if I could really answer that and, and to say literally why. Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll say it this way. It has to relate to pride and arrogance. Every downfall has always been related to pride or, or arrogance. And so I think that what happens is the next generations, however far it comes, I'll give you a more biblical answer in a moment. Um, However far it goes down the road, um, people think, well, it won't happen to me. 
uh, you know, we're we're different. I know it happened to them, but but we're we're different. It, it won't happen to me. It won't happen to my generation. And um, and and that's 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 the downfall. Um, the instruction here's a more biblical answer. The instruction given to to Moses uh, in the, in the law even, and into Joshua, and then it carried on out through the ages uh, to the Jewish people after they were set free from Egypt was to teach these things to your children. Uh, and so that was for the purpose of them not being forgotten. So I think the reason why we end up returning back is because we don't teach it well to our generations. Yeah. I yeah, think thanks that's, for taking my call on it. Yeah, absolutely, James. Great question. I, I think that's why exactly why that uh, that history in schools being it, ends up being taken out. We don't teach proper history anymore. Uh, it's a plan of the enemy to cause man to run into the same cycles of which it's already run, run before. We forget God. See, that was the warning even from God when he says, I'll bring you into a good land, a land flowing with milk and honey, a, a land with goodly houses and yes. and and land of plenty uh, but beware that Lest you don't you forget, forget the Lord your God uh, and how it is that how it is he that brought you into this land uh, how it is basically how it is he that gave you this ability to prosper uh, yeah. teach it to your children put it on the forefronts of your minds write it as frontlets in, into your hearts uh, talk about it when you go in talk about it when you when you come out um, so let it be a, a, a precept for them something to follow in in example and when we have stepped away from that, so, so James in, in his uh, question is saying, why in the world are people, why does history repeat itself? I guess the problem has existed for thousands of years. You look history at Israel, man. Yeah. You look they, at Israel. they fell under their own bondage I mean, Moses times. went up. I mean, Moses went up for 40 days and he comes, well, 80 days, he comes back down and they got a cow that they're worshiping and he falls and like, what are you guys doing? When Joshua crossed the river at Gilgal, the first thing he did was build a monument there. All the time they were building monuments. Why? They knew what happened. Yeah, but our children will be able to see this and remember what God had done. Yeah, when when Jacob is sleeping there on the rocks, right? And the, the portal to heaven is opened up and the angels ascending and descending down. And he says, I have... I, I have found the the gateway to heaven, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then later on, somebody wrote the song "Stairway to Heaven." Anyway, that's a joke. Um, I have found this portal into the heavenlies. He built an altar there under yes. the Lord. I uh, and and those altars. And I'm going to go back to your word. I liked your word, Jonathan. Monument, monument. He built a monument. He said, "This is a place where God. This, we're going to call this Bethel." A place of bread, a place uh, where God feeds and sustains His people, and, and so when when we forget to pass it along, uh, it becomes a, erased, a, a problem. It becomes forgotten, and that is why um, in just recent American history we have followed suit uh, with the, the the Nazis, with communists, with Marxist agendas uh, in tearing down and removing of monuments. It causes people to forget. Uh, and, and, and really, in all honesty, folks, there are certain monuments that I, I'm not so sad that have been taken down and removed. On the other hand, even the bad monuments, so to speak, the ones that seem to give honor to bad guys, they still become a reminder, yes. hey, this is a bad guy. We just need to make sure the monuments say the right things. This is a guy who sought to destroy. This is a guy. Let it be seen. There's a reason. Well, you, Boy, James, you kind of touched a nerve with me now. This is awesome. Um, there's a reason why. Now, if oh, folks, follow me with this for a moment. There's a reason why crucifixion on the cross was such a shameful thing. 
it wasn't just the beatings and it wasn't just the nailings and the whippings and, the, and a naked body hanging bloody and, and beaten on a cross. If you did that in a private setting, nobody would know. The shame of it was yeah. that it was broadcast. It was done in an elevated position and then plus the cross up on top of uh, uh, bringing it even more for higher everyone for everyone to see. to see. And it took people days to die. Uh, and so they were – so to speak, instead of being paraded through the town, the town walked past them for days until the person crucified finally died. And it reminded the people not to do what they did. Yep. And so we've done two things in our nation. We've, we've removed monuments that speak of our victories, that speak of bravery, that speak of courage, that speak of faith in God, that speak of overcoming, that speak of, of, uh, of victory. We've removed those in many, many places, removed those types of monuments. We've removed the monuments that say, hey, this is a bad guy. He sought to enslave. He sought to destroy. We took those types of things down. People begin to, begin to forget. And the other thing that we did is we, we began to remove, oh, a lot of people won't like this, but we began to remove public discipline. Yep. Discipline became private. Discipline became lessened and lessened and lessened and lessened. So until nobody it almost is saw no the pro- I mean, nobody sees what happens when you misbehave yeah, anymore. Yeah. And, and, and even and even now, um, you know, the whole world is wondering what the United States is going to do concerning the Russia Ukraine conflict. And you see what happens when he doesn't get. Well, dealt we, with everybody else gets gets uh, 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 emboldened to do what they want to yep, do. But that's the strategy of the left. Uh, soft and weak on punishment, uh, weak on uh, yeah. I'll just leave it that way. Weak, weak on, weak on discipline, and so now it's just simply on the world stage. Like, uh, diplomacy. But Reagan said, "Peace through strength." If you got a club and you know that I got a club, you ain't gonna come after me because you don't want to get hit. That's right. I think uh, even Putin referenced Trump not long ago, and a lot of the left-handed liberals are are saying some things like it is Pulling as well. Their hair out this would have never happened under Trump because they were just afraid of what he what he might do, and yeah, nobody's he had the afraid twitchy of, eye, of man. JoJo. Oh, man. Well, folks, we got a little off course, but that's okay. Um, great, great question. I, I think the uh, the reality is the education and reminding. That's what keeps us from falling into the same pits again. When we come back, I Mm -hmm. might talk about the reason why I honor my dad so much and I tell so many stories about him. Uh, Keeps me in the right place at the same time. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. We're going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour. We'll be back in a few minutes. Second half of the show, Ask the Preacher with John Freed. It's brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. In North Lakeland. Welcome back, everybody. Glad you're here with us. Uh, speaking of Believers Fellowship Church, I want to invite you to uh, to church at Believers Fellowship. Sunday mornings, two services, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Uh, I really liked when we just had one service, 10 a.m., and we'd just go on till, till 1 o'clock or, or so, just be kind of free. But um, if you like short church, come at 9 and if you want to be a little more free, come at eleven. Of course, I always pick on the the crowds, you know, <laughs> about the people that come at nine. They, they want to get out. The people that come at eleven, they 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 just love Jesus more. They want to stay longer. It's not really true. It just yeah. it's just just funny. But um, anyway, inviting you. So um, come join us, Believers Fellowship, up on the north side of Lakeland. Sundays, nine a.m. and eleven a.m. And then uh, Wednesday nights. Right now, we're having small groups in the homes. 
Uh, there are a couple groups that meet there at the church at 7 p.m. Come a little early for some refreshments and stuff. But uh, anyway, look us up online, believersfellowship.com, believersfellowship.com. Um, James called there in that second segment, I guess it was the second segment, and asked the question about why it does it seem like Americans, we just keep doing the same things over again. Uh, we can broaden that. Uh, people do the same things. It must be part of human nature. We discussed that some. Uh, we discussed God's warning um, of, of how to prevent that about teaching things to your to your children. Uh, by the way, that's that's in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 11. This is uh, after the commandments were were given, and he's talking about teaching them to your children and and so that you will observe them. And, uh, and, and the scripture goes on to say, so that it may be well with mm-hmm. you. Um, th- that's, that's the reason why God gives us, I'm going to start out with commandments, but I'll soften it and say instructions or even guidelines. Now, there's a difference between a commandment and a guideline. A guideline might be a suggestion where, where a commandment is definitely a command. Uh, but regardless of wherever it falls on the spectrum of God's word, for it's good. for your good. It's for your good. As a matter of fact, in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, uh, it talks about the, the reason for having Scripture, and, and it tells us, that scripture is profitable and it's good for us. Jonathan, go ahead and yeah, read. He that. says every scripture is breathed that is God breathed. It is given by His inspiration and profitable for your instruction and for your reproof and for your conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline and obedience and for training in righteousness and holy living. And then in verse seventeen, he tells us why, so that the man of God or woman of God may be complete and proficient well-fitted, and thoroughly equipped for every good work. So all Scripture. Now, something that I like to emphasize in reading that out of Second Timothy is at this point in time, these letters that are being written, Paul wrote a letter to Timothy. Paul actually wrote three letters to Timothy. Two of them are in the Scriptures, uh, are in the Bible. But at the time when they referenced Scriptures, even in New Testament writings, when they said things like, the Scripture says... They're speaking of the Old Covenant, the Old Testament writings. There was not an Old Testament, New Testament yet at that time. Um, and so so Paul is writing to Timothy, and he's saying all of the old books, all of the, 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 the Torah, the, the, the prophets, the Psalms, all of the writings that we know as of scriptures, even in his day, they are all given by inspiration of God. They are all profitable. I find that word lovely. They're all profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction in righteousness. Why? So that the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished, yes. well-equipped. Yeah. Well why, equipped. Does a go- why does a gardener prune? To, to bring out more life, to cause it to bear more fruit, and the Scripture causes, causes us to be well-equipped. Yeah. A lot of people we look at, uh, a lot of people will look at the Scriptures and view it as bondage, as limitation, as restrictive. But the reality is the Scripture gives life. The Scripture 
teaches us how to prosper, how to profit even. Um, maybe if we have time, we'll, we'll look at the life of Isaac, um, and, and we can look at the life of, life of Joseph. And, and Elijah. And, and how they prospered because of the instruction of the Lord. Uh, folks, our, our goal here today is simply to remind you that, that uh, well, Jeremiah 29, 11, it's a very common verse. This, this scripture says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and to give you a hope and a future. Yeah. And so it, it is God's will for us to, to, to prosper, for us to succeed in life. Uh, now, there's a reason. This is not for selfish gain, but this is so that the children of God can emulate the goodness the of the king and the, of the kingdom. Uh, the, the king's kids should look, look like, like the king's king. kids. Yeah. We, we shouldn't look like the beggars and the paupers on, on the street. As a matter of fact, we should be generous and well-supplied and able to help those that are in uh, a, a different plight, uh, that are in a, a different situation, and bring them up out of their bondage and bring them into life yeah, and liberty. he said you should be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And remember... In Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8, he says, Meditate in this book of the law and do not depart from it so that you may be successful wherever you go. Now, here's the here's well, easy It says, way. for then thou... You will make your way successful. Thou shalt make thy way. If I didn't want you to come to my house, Pastor, I wouldn't give you directions on how to get there. I mean, you got Google now, so I wouldn't give you my address. <laughs> well, how do we know that God wants me to prosper? Because, because he's he told us, me how to get there. Yeah. He gave us the instructions in his yeah. word. Yeah. yeah. Man, I've, I've been reading Psalms and Proverbs just in my own personal devotions lately, and there's just so much in the in the book of Proverbs. It's it's the book of wisdom, right? That's, that's the common name uh, for it. And it's just, man, you could, you could not even believe in God if you followed the principles of Proverbs. You'd prosper. Yes. Just by following those Many businesses principles. around the world do it. I mean, it's, it's yeah, just biblical, biblical instruction. I mean, and and folks, one thing I I just want to encourage you to stay out of fear. Fear is the way that that lack creeps in. Fear is the way that everything that God doesn't want for you gets a hold of you is by fear because you weren't created to live in fear. You were created to live in utter devotion and independence uh, or dependence upon God. And perfect love casts out fear. Uh, I heard a minister say one time, uh, the Lord told him, um, as long as you'll stay out of fear, there'll be no curse in your life because the curse operates through fear. And I know our human brain, our unrenewed mind, has this self-preservation mode where we think we must hoard, we must we must hold on to everything right now. But it's funny. The scripture says to sow in the time of famine, yeah, to sow seed in the time when the ground is dry and there's no rain. And you wonder, well, how in the world could God bring it about? Well, he's God. And that's why he tells you to do it, because it's an act of faith that brings about your prosperity. Yeah, I'll, I'll mention this before we go to break in just uh, about 60 seconds here. But uh, uh, we, we said the other day in the offering time, I guess it was offering time, at, at church, you know, there's something special about giving when, when the media and the world is spitting out the stuff of, of fear and of, of lack and the restriction, hold back, yeah. you better save, you better hoard, uh, there's something about giving that is defiant against the lies of the devil. Uh, this was the, the thing. When you agree with God, you, you have a positive and negative at the same time. You're positive in agreeing with God, but it's negative against 
the devil. Yes. Uh, because the devil is the father of lies. He always speaks contrary or at least perverted of what God speaks, right? So the the the, the world is saying, oh, you're not going to have enough. You're not going to have enough. And you say, oh, yeah, I believe that I will have so much that, I'm that gonna I'm actually going to give some away. Yeah. And so you become defiant against oh. the devil and defiant against the ideas of lack and the ideas of poverty. That reminds and, me of a verse just so spit it out quick. Second go Chronicles, Second Chronicles, chapter sixteen and verse nine. It says, "The eyes of the Lord Run look across the earth, pro. waiting, looking to perform strong on behalf of those who trust in Him." There's a, another verse that's similar. It's on the opposite side of the line. It says, "The devil, your adversary, roams about like a roaring lion." See, I, so I say, it, I think of it this way: He's walking to and fro. The eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro. The devil walks about. To and fro, seeking whom he may devour, but the eyes of the Lord look to That's and fro, right. seeking whom he may honor, whom yeah. he may bless. Yeah. Woo! Hallelujah. Praise God. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. we got about, uh, I don't know, 12 or so minutes left in the, in the program. If you want to call in, feel free to do so. 863-682-1430. One more time. 863-682-1430. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Believers Fellowship Church in North Lakeland brings you Ask the Preacher. Let's get back to John and John. <laughs> Man, I'm just laughing over here because our discussion is just so wonderful in the in the break times. Oh man, we were just talking about how we have we have nothing to fear, nothing to worry, and uh, just you know for us to keep our our trust in the Lord. Now, don't misunderstand me. You right. need to use wisdom. You need to obey God. Um, you know, I I remember not long ago in the middle of coronavirus. You know, in that time in history uh, uh, in the world, um, it was just around the corner. But anyway, um, <laughs> about how <laughs> I, I I did I, I preached a message concerning faith. And wisdom, and I dealt with this statement that people make, it's like, "Well, I I understand faith, I I get faith, but, but you got to use, wisdom, use wisdom." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! When did faith have a but yes. wisdom? When was it ever not wisdom to believe God? That is mm, the beginning wisdom. of wisdom. Is the fear of the Lord, and so to believe God is." Wise. Yes. I'm not talking about risks. See, when God speaks, it's not risky. No. It's a sure deal. It's a sure thing. It's a sure deal. And when God says, do such and such, you can count on it. You used to be able to say the phrase, you can take, take it to, to the, the bank, bank, but that's not much good anymore because the bank can't really be trusted. But it's a, it's a you can take it to the Lord. If, if he fails in his word, the whole universe Psalm will Psalm 119 crash. says, have you not established your word forever? So he it's doesn't lie. If if it wasn't real when he said it, it, beca- it would become real, right? Yeah. But anyway, so uh, it's a, it's an absolute sure deal to believe God. There is no faith, but you got to use wisdom. No, it is wise to believe God. If God said to do something, then be wise, obey God. Yes, you your heart might be pounding out of your chest. Um, your mind might be not comprehending. You might be shaking and knocking at your knees. But your spirit man on the inside knows that well, this was God. God said this to me, and I'm going to believe it, and I'm going to speak it, and I'm going to live it, and I'm going to see yes. the goodness of God manifest in my life. Uh, um, Psalm 1, 
the very first psalm, Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, says, Blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of ungodly people. Counsel, what does that mean? It means that you listen to the advice of ungodly people. And so here's my point for saying it. Most of the media is ungodly. Come on. And when you start listening to their advice and when you start uh, changing your course according to what they are saying, you are being steered, you are being directed by the ungodly. And Psalm 1-1 says, blessed is the man that does not listen to the ungodly. So you could you could probably flip that around and say, cursed, cursed. is the man who listens to the ungodly. Why now, did God I, curse me? He didn't curse you. He you didn't. cursed yourself. You, you obeyed the counsel of ungodly people. Blessed is the man. I'm going to read the whole thing. Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Blessed is the man that does not stand in the sinner's way. Blessed is the man that does not sit down in the seat of scornful people. But rather, this blessed man's delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the Lord's law, he thinks about it. He meditates on it day and night. Yeah. Now, here's the benefit. He shall be who? This man that walks in the counsel of God, that meditates on the the Lord's law, he shall be like a tree that's planted by rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season, and his leaf also doesn't wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. prosper. Man, that doesn't sound like fear to me. It doesn't sound like lack to me either. It doesn't sound like struggle. Nope. It sounds like confidence. Confidence in yourself? No, not at all. Confidence in the Lord and in his instruction, in his law that I, but here's the key, that I meditate in day and night. See, if we're, if we're spending more time listening to the news media than we are listening to God's word then we're going to find ourselves in yes. doubt, in fear, in unbelief. That we're word find meditate in means trouble. continually tossing it around in my mind. If you're meditating on the media, you're going to find yourself in fear. If you're meditating in God's word, you're going to find yourself in faith. And you can tell what people, I mean, I could meet somebody brand new and talk to somebody for five minutes, and I can tell by what the way they listening. talk what they've yeah. been listening to. I want to read another scripture here. This is Jeremiah chapter 17. Verses 7 and 8. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. It says, Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. Verse 8. For he shall be as a tree. Wait, that's very similar to Psalm 1. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that Mm. spreads out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat comes. Now, that's what's happening right now. There's heat coming. There's problems coming. There's the, there's the fear, of, and, the, and the statement is, oh, man, heat's coming. Pressure, right? But you don't fear and shall not see uh, when, when heat comes, but her leaf shall be green. Folks, what I'm telling you is if you honor God, if you believe his word, if you live accordingly, your leaf will be green. You will prosper yes. while everyone else struggles. You will be able to help them. Uh, her her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Whoa, wait a second. Man, what do you mean not be careful? Well, be careful for nothing, but right. in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Full and the peace care. that passes all understanding shall mount guard and garrison around your hearts. Uh, so it, it's, it's the idea. Is, I'm not going to fear. Yeah. I, I'm... I'm not going to be full of care. That doesn't mean you're not wise. It doesn't mean you're not smart. 
Right. It means I'm right. not full of care. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm not full of worry. I'm like, well, we better we better hold back. We we better not go out tonight. Now, if the Lord says stay, then you stay. Yeah. If the Lord says to go, then you go. If the Lord says to give, then you give. If the Lord says to withhold, then you withhold. That's obedience. Whatever he says do. That's do. what you do. I'm going to finish this verse here. But her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The children of God who will obey his word will prosper even in these times to come, yes. no matter how tough they get. You will see the hand of God move mightily in your life. As we as we tell our congregation, I don't care. Fruit trees will start popping up in your backyard. Yeah. Chickens will wander into your property and lay eggs so you can have a good breakfast. A cow might cr- climb up on your barbecue grill and you have a T-bone <laughs> steak. I don't know how it'll happen, but God will take yeah. care of He's the God of, of wonders, you. man. He will take care of you. Folks, this is John Freed and Jonathan Aligato yeah. at Ask the Preacher here today. Hey, come visit us at Believer's Fellowship Church up on the north side of town, Sundays, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Look us up online at believersfellowship.com. God bless you. We'll see you next week. <laughs>